Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. We are challenged to live a life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just a typical everyday? We unpack the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas most of us work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend, and I'll introduce you to some of mine as we engage in coffee chats about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday woman. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and you're listening to the Red Rover Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Red Rover Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and I want to thank you guys first for number one, being with us for our book release slash fundraiser event that happened on August 28th. We got to share God's word. We got to share about this book that I just recently released called Awake My Soul, Three Ways to Ignite Your Relationship with God. Friends, this is a discipleship tool. It walks you through these three biblical practices, prayer, reading God's word and praise. And you get to choose the book of the Bible you want to dive into, which I think is pretty unique. But this discipleship tool has been requested by pastors and missionaries worldwide. And so we are starting to fundraise to try to raise funds to translate this book into their languages that they're that they're hoping for, that they're wanting and craving. So it was such a huge event. And God showed up and showed off in a big way because, friends, our focus for this particular event was the Spanish translation. And God did it. Yes, God did it. He went over and beyond because not only did he provide funds for us to start translating this book in Spanish, but he also gave us enough funds for us to start conversation with a translator for Luganda. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Luganda is the is the language that is spoken mostly over in Uganda. And I have a friend, if you if you joined us on um, Facebook Live for this event, or if you actually came face to face with us at the Mercy Goods Store, you got to hear Pastor George, my friend Pastor George from Uganda, talk about how this this book was so desperately needed in his native language because the people that he served needed to know how to build this relationship with the Lord. And this was a tool that he wanted to use. So I'm just so excited. God showed up in a big way. So not only do we now have a edition being translated in Bengali, Spanish, now we're starting to talk about Luganda. So I'm excited. I hope you continue to join us. I hope you continue to support us through the Hooks to Crook Ministry, which is a nonprofit 501c3 ministry. And um, check us out on our website, hookstocrook.com. Now, my friend today, she packs a full episode all in one. You're going to want to go and grab your pen and paper because girlfriend, she preaches today. It is amazing. My friend Summer Colbert and I met at the Spark Media Conference. It was the Spark NRB Conference in Dallas, and we just hit it off. We've never met before, but we just, it felt like we have been friends forever. Have you ever had that experience before? where you just felt so connected to that person and you just met them. Well, that was me and Summer. And we actually have a great big announcement to share with you because we are joining together after we've done two podcasts together now. She came on my show. I came on hers. But we decided that we we work so well together that God put us together for a reason. And we're going to join forces for six weeks. It's called Aligned with Mary. That is the series that we're going to be doing on Instagram Live Monday nights starting September 20th at 7 p.m. And we're going to unpack the book of Galatians. And the reason why we chose 
to call it Aligned with Mary is because we want to help teach you guys and, and just encourage you. If you already know how to do this, great. We want to encourage you to continue to, to sit at God's feet. What do we know about Mary? Mary sat with Jesus while Martha, her sister, continued to work. Martha was missing out on the best thing. Yes, she was still doing good things, but she was missing out on the best thing, which was being in the presence of Jesus. And friends, I don't want to miss out on the best thing and being in the presence of my Lord. And I know you don't either. So I want to help encourage you and also kind of share with you ways that I do it. Summer's going to talk about the ways that she does it. And we have so many just really great things to talk about when we when we get into the book of Galatians. And now we do want to offer a registration package. Now, registration is completely free. This whole event is free, okay? So if you don't want to register, you don't have to, to join us. But you will be missing out if you chose not to register from our reading plan and our free printable that goes with this series. So we're going to unpack it for you. We're going to give you the reading plan. We've got some worksheets that we're going to give you so that as you are reading the book of Galatians, you're asking some questions that help you dive a little bit deeper. Again, register today. That's going to be in our show notes. And in fact, I am giving this registration to you guys first, my Red River peeps. It's not going to go out on social media. It's going to go to you guys right now. And then we will be posting it on Thursday for everybody else. All right. So why did we choose Galatians? Well, the reason is, is because Galatians is one of the five by uh, the five books or five letters that Paul wrote while he was in the prison. And Paul wrote several prison letters. And this particular letter I thought was so relevant for us today because it was written, the whole focus of it was grace in the midst of controversy. Grace in the midst of controversy. See, we are filled with all kinds of controversy right now that is hitting us. There are so many different things right now. You look on social media, I guarantee there's going to be some controversial topics going on on social media. You look at uh, the news, there is a lot of controversy going on all around this world. And so what Paul does is he shares with us ways for us to deal with that controversy, but with grace and love and continue with dignity. And so I want us to unpack that together. Summer and I have been talking about this. I think it's so, it's so powerful to hear the way Paul, the way Paul deals with this, the way he encourages the Galatian church to to step out of their, of this controversy and remember the truth, which is who Jesus is, what he died for and how he is alive and risen today, and that is only through him we are redeemed. And so he, he again, takes all these different things that, that they are facing and puts it underneath the scope of Christ so that they, so they can understand exactly what it is that they need to be in aligned with. As I was reading the this particular letter, I started asking myself questions like, would I really write a letter like this if I was in prison for doing nothing wrong but speaking the name of Jesus? Or would I write a letter like, 
it's not fair. Why am I here? I shouldn't be here. Please come get me. Like just a letter of complaining. I, I'm hoping that I wouldn't be writing in my flesh, but I am so grateful that Paul does not. He does not write in his flesh. He writes in the spirit because we know when Paul was in prison, he is actually writing to preach the gospel of Jesus. He did nothing wrong according to the law, yet the name of Jesus, it provoked those people in authority to put him in prison. I hope you'll choose to join us as we dive into the book of Galatians on September 20th at 7 p.m. on Instagram Live. Again, if you don't follow me, you can get you can find me at Hooks to Crook. It's time for our dad joke. Are you ready? It's my way of just kind of giving y'all a little bit of a smile, uh, something that my youngest daughter suggested for me to do. So here we go. If April showers bring you Mayflowers, what do Mayflowers bring you? Pilgrims. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. So let me introduce to you my friend, Summer Colbert. She is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. She is a writer, a speaker, a host of the Love Where You Are podcast. She is a founder of Ahava in Our Hearts Ministry, where she creates weekly resources to equip and empower Christian women to identify their influence for the gospel in every season. Love boldly and share Jesus right where they are. Summer is passionate about seeing the movement of God's women to confidence in their abilities to change the world around them through the way they love. Friends, right now, my friend is doing a new series on her podcast, Love Where You Are, about the lies moms believe, and it's going to be a doozy. She's got some amazing, amazing women jumping on her podcast. I'm just telling you, you're not going to want to miss it. So check it out. I cannot wait for you to, to hear my chat with Summer Colbert as we dive in to living this life on mission and hearing her story. So grab your pen, grab your paper. Again, friends, she's going to teach. Let's dive in. Hey, Summer, thank you so much for coming on to the Red River Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited about our chat. And to start off, I wanted to ask, because I asked this for all my, all my guests, all my little friends that come on with me, what's a typical day look like for you? Because I think it's interesting to know how busy we all are, but yet we still find that time to be with God. And so I'm curious, what does your typical day look like? That's a great question. Uh, a typical day for me involves organized chaos. Um, which is completely contradictory to my flesh because I am one that craves peace and order. And when you are a busy mom in ministry and full-time wife and stay-at-home mom, it is just, it's not reality because there's always something going on. You know, my days are filled with Ubering the kids from one place to another. You know, I just kind of laughingly call myself Uber mom these days because I'm just Ubering (laughs) my kids from one place to the next. And it is such a a rich and full season, but it just takes me all different types of places. And I'm the type of person that prefers to sit with a blanket and my dog and some hot tea and just really dive into the word and, you know, studying and podcasting and watching sermons and that type of thing. And so really, I just try to snag those moments when I can, you know, sometimes it looks like listening to a podcast as I'm Ubering my kids from place to place. And other times it looks like me sneaking away to my back porch where I just listen to my birds and enjoy my flowers and sip some tea and just ask the Lord to speak to my heart. It is, you know, there are days where the Lord fills my time with creativity and productivity. And then there's other days where I have to just lay it all down and just collapse on the couch or in my bed or, you know, watching a movie with my kids or, or what have you. So 
it's always organized chaos and trying to seek balance. I, I completely agree. It, it, it's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And as long as you, we put God at the very beginning, everything mm-hmm. else just kind of falls together, doesn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And there are so many days I've tried to purpose, and I've learned this over the years, that as soon as my eyes open and I'm just awake enough, I try to just say, good morning, Lord, mm-hmm. just to acknowledge him that he is my first thought of the day. And I'm not always perfect at that, but I really have tried to purpose over the years just to acknowledge and and greet him because it all goes back to that relationship. And, you know, when my husband and I wake up in the morning together, it's good morning, Right. And, and we acknowledge one another and, and enjoy one another's presence. And so I try to carry that over, even just with my relationship with the Lord and just say, good morning, Lord, you know, and if I really have a few moments, then I, you know, tie it into, and I'll start praying for the day. But sometimes it's good morning, Lord. Okay. Help me get through this day. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Amen. I mm-hmm. completely agree with that. I love that. So you now, you have a podcast, you are a blogger, you have a fantastic website, which we're going to talk about as well. And I'm, I'd love for our listeners, our friends to know, how did you know what, how God was leading you like to step out in this faith? How did you recognize how in the ways that he was calling you to serve? That's a great question. i It started for me in junior high school. I remember having this strong desire in my heart to serve others in some form or fashion. And I never really understood what that looked like. And I spent a lot of time through junior high and high school and even into college seeking a platform of some kind because I thought, well, if I can achieve this title or if I can achieve this or that, then people will listen to me. And so I wasted a lot of time and I learned a lot of tough lessons and I burned a lot of bridges, quite frankly, because I was just trying to plow through. And the Lord is so good because you can't be effective in ministry until you've learned a thing or two. And, (laughs) you know, and, and he's humbled you quite a bit just through your own experiences and your own life lessons. And so really, I did not pick up with taking action on this calling until a couple of years ago. And it's interesting because I had gone to a friend's house and we had, I've never done anything like this before, but she had a a pastor friend of hers who was going to be there and speaking and he'd written several books and he travels all over the world. And she said, Hey, we're just going to, you know, come and have the small group of people and just have this pastor kind of speak over the people. And my husband and I went and we thought, okay, you know, this will be great. And um, at the time, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. It's, it's all I've ever known. And so I have never really understood much about, you know, speaking in the prophetic or, you know, anything like that. It was something that was kind of like, oh, I'm going to steer clear of that one. But this particular pastor operated in that calling more so. And I remember sitting that night and I had never met the man before in my life. And I was sitting across the room from him. And at one point in the evening, they passed me a note that he had written while other people were being spoken to and other topics were being discussed. And it, he handed me a note that said a turning and a shift in responsibility is coming in your life. Mm. And he said, when that door opens, say yes. And it just gave me chills because I thought, what in the world does that mean? Mm-hmm. And you fast forward a year later and I was doing my first online conference and beginning to step into this calling. It was almost exactly a year to the day that I was turning in my material to submit for that first conference that God had opened the doors for. And so I really, it was one of those things where quite frankly, some of it came out of necessity because I began to beg God for the opportunity to 
do something from home that would support my family, but also be able to operate in a calling that I was passionate about. And so I just, I started looking into doors, peeking in windows, I guess, if you want to say, and eventually the Lord started opening door after door after door. And it started with writing. And then you started to, to grow relationships. And that turned into, I started developing a community. And then I had a friend of mine from church say, you know, I really love what you're doing, but I don't have time to sit and watch the Facebook videos that you're creating. Would you consider turning it into a podcast? And that, that had never even occurred to me. And it, so it was just little redirections, little steps. And I always like to say it this way, you know, God illuminated one step at a time for me and he's still doing that. And so I'm just trying to step prayerfully and with wisdom on each of these little steps that he's illuminating for me. And it has been an incredible journey. And I'm just, I I was praying yesterday tearfully actually, and just thanking him for the opportunity and saying, Lord, I I don't even want to ask you what's next. I just am asking you to lead me and, and give me this spirit of obedience and just help me to be proven faithful to you. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Cause that's exactly what we need, right? Mm-hmm. We need, he asks us, will you just obey? You, right. you don't have to know the whole map. You don't have to know all the ways of going there. You just need to trust me. Exactly. And will we do that? I love that. Exactly. So as we go on this new adver- adventure and um, as you've kind of already hinted at, You've faced some setbacks along the way, haven't you? Absolutely. I'd love love for you to talk about or dive in a little bit deeper to one of those setbacks that you faced. And then how did you persevere through that? Mm, That's a great question. You know, it's funny because as I was seeking where I ultimately have found myself now, you know, I have been in worship ministry for over 25 years and that was my identity. And so, you know, one of the the biggest setbacks that I think that I have faced outside of just time itself and and finding the time to balance it all, which you and I have talked about before, um, I think it was trusting God with the unknown to step outside of the identity that I had found myself in for such a long period of time and fighting against the battle in my mind of, well, what are people going to think about me? And what if they don't approve? And what if I don't have support? And what if, what if, what if? And, you know, God has been so faithful to provide this unbelievable, an entire new world of support in the the body of Christ that I would have never experienced had I not stepped out fearfully, Mm -hmm. but in obedience. And so, you know, that has been probably one of the biggest things is just overcoming that my own imposter syndrome and stop ceasing to worry about myself and, and what people think. And, and I don't know if that just comes with getting closer to 40 where all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Or (laughs) you know what I mean? Cause I hear that happens and it's definitely happening. But Maybe it's just maturity and growth that has happened because there have been so many things. And and like I said, I've been involved in ministry for so long and I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly, and I've seen the victories and the glory and I've seen, you know, all the things. And so it has just been really, really interesting to, to learn and grow from just stepping into a calling and being okay with whatever come what may. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, because you have chosen to step into your calling, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about the behind the scenes and and the meaning of your podcast, Love Where You Are. Mm. Yes. It's, it's really amazing because I felt like it was a pretty 
easy title that would have been taken when I started searching for titles in my podcast. And I feel like the Lord just gave me love where you are. So I started searching it. And and amazingly enough, it did not exist. There was not a podcast with that title. And there were a lot of ones that were like love where you live that were related to, you know, real estate and travel and just different things like that. And so I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to roll with this. But as it started to develop this message of, okay, I really like to speak to the hearts of women. And it's kind of twofold. The first being love the season that God has you in. Literally love where you are. Don't despise your season. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that is because I have lived it over and over and over again. And I've learned some really tough lessons from trying to push through, rush through, beg God through, cry, throw fits through my season because it wasn't easy or it was messy or it was not comfortable. And so I wasted so much time and so many valuable lessons just trying to wish away my season. And so quite literally encouraging women to love the season that God has them in, love where they are. And then from that place, the second aspect of the podcast is to encourage women to wherever you are in that season, whether it's you're in college and you're just still learning about life or you're a newlywed or you're a young mom and all you do every day is sweep up Cheerios and change diapers. Or if you are in the workplace, wherever you are, love people from that place because you have a sphere of influence that nobody else has. And there are people that you are ordained to encounter from that place that you can make a difference for the kingdom right where you are. That's so good. That's so good. You're that's spot on. I mean, that's exactly what God wants us to do, right? Is to live in, in what he's given us, how he's equipped us to love others. Yes. And I love that you, you talk about being content, you know, being content, love where you are, be content where God has placed you because there's a, there's a purpose, there's a mission, exactly something there that he has for you. So don't wish it away. That's right. Find out what that is and and dive into it. I love that. Yeah. So what would you say then to those, to those women who, who listen, who say, you know, I'm just a blank and and fill in the blank. Like I'm, I'm just a mom or I'm just a teacher or I'm just, you know, a single, a single girl who's looking for a man. Like what, how do I, how, how do you speak to those girls, those ladies? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, we come back to that theme just about every single episode of the podcast because the answer is the same. You know, ministry is all around you. Mm-hmm. And it's the simplest of acts that can show God's love in a big way and change the life for the gospel. And so I think it's all about mindset and it's all about expectations. And we have to be able to align our mindset by spending time with the Lord and aligning our will to what he would have us to do and drown out all the noise and the sounds and the influence that we are getting from every other voice around us and align our hearts and our minds with what he wants us to be doing. And and through that, it actually becomes much less effort. It's effortless to be able to operate in that space of loving where you are. And it takes the focus off of what we think is going to fulfill us and puts the focus on the one who is offering fulfillment every single day, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. So what kind of tip would you give that, that lady who's listening, how to drown out the noise? Mm. 
That is, it's the evil D word, which is discipline. It is a decision that we have to make. And I am the world's worst at discipline. Can I just tell you? And <laughs> I mean, and I think so many of us can attest. Because, I, yes, I, right? I agree with you. I'm in that, in that same boat, especially yeah, in certain areas. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's that decision. And it comes, kind of comes back to what I was sharing at the beginning of our conversation, which was when you wake up in the morning and you say, good morning, Lord, and you are absolutely posh a way where you are giving him your full attention from the moment you wake. And mm -hmm. from that, that's where you make the decision. And I, I think it there's this purpose and this awareness that has to take place in our daily lives to put down the phone, to turn off the noise, to step aside. And, you know, some of that depends on our personality. You and I talk about this quite often, that you and I are more introverted. And so I think it's mm -hmm. easier for you and I to seek solace because we actually are refueled by being quiet and by stepping away. Yes. Um, but for extroverted people, they are fueled by interaction. And so I think it can be a struggle for both personalities in that you and I might be really good at withdrawing, but then we also need to be effective for the kingdom, which means we've got to interact with people at some point, right? We can't right. just be in our hidey hole all the time. And for right. extroverted people, we can't just be in this constant moment of stimulus all the time, because then we can never get to a place where we're quiet, where the Lord can effectively speak to us. Mm, so it yes. all comes down to discipline and decision, whatever your personality type is, know yourself well enough to know where you are weak in those areas mm -hmm. and make that decision to create the time to still yourself in such a way that you can hear from the Lord regularly. Oh, that's good. That's good. Absolutely. Spend time with him. Mm -hmm. Spend time with him. That's exactly, that's, that's good. Yeah. All right. So how, what are some practical ways we can love where we are? That's a great question. I think we overcomplicate the meaning of ministry and even evangelism. And that's something that I've learned just through operating in this ministry and, and something that I've learned just through my own life lessons. I'm like, well, I, I can't travel overseas right now and do missions. So therefore I'm not being effective or I can't go out and volunteer at this crisis center or at this homeless shelter. And so therefore I'm effective in ministry. And what we have to come back to in the heart of what do you have in front of you? Do you have young children in front of you? Are you pouring the word into your children? And are you reflecting the character of Christ to your children each and every day? Because that, my friends, is ministry. Mm -hmm. Are you in the workplace where you are in just a sea of people of all different walks of life and all different belief systems and all different experiences? Are you reflecting Christ through the way that you respond in conflict, through the way that you conduct yourself, through what you choose to engage in? That's ministry because the whole point of ministry is living your life in such a way that causes people to look at you and recognize that there's something different about you to the point that they want to know why. Yes. So there's no practical, perfect three-step program that I can say, get up in the morning and do this, this, and this, because quite frankly, we don't need any more of that. There's so much of that right now that we're drowning in, and we don't even have time to pick up a book and read or even read an article about that right now. So my encouragement to anyone who's listening is look at where God has you. That goes back to love where you are. Look at your season and look at the tools that God has given you, because really and truly you need his word and you need a postured heart ready to act when he speaks. So if you are in a place where you are in constant communication with the Lord, as it goes back to this idea of abiding, 
-hmm. When you are abiding with the Lord and he is able to reach your heart and speak to you clearly because you postured yourself in such a way and you've laid your yes on the table, you get up in the morning and you say, good morning, Lord, here's my yes. How can I serve you today? How can I show your love? then he's going to speak through that because I, I go back to, you know, Matthew nine, where Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. And we need to recognize that there are people all around us that he is ready and willing to place in your path. If we just recognize that mm-hmm. in the list of acts, it might be a smile. It might be an encouraging word to a sweet, precious mama who's juggling babies and groceries in a grocery store while the toddlers are throwing fit and they've just opened a box of Cheerios and flung them all over the floor. Like go up to that person. Don't ask. Don't question. Go up to that person and say, hey, mama, I feel you. You're doing a good job. Let me help you clean this up. That can absolutely reach a heart more than sometimes putting a a gospel track in somebody's hand and walking off. Yes, So simple things like that work because here's the heart of it. People want to be seen. They want to be heard and they want to know that they matter. And that's how you reach a heart for the gospel. You posture, posture yourself in such a way that you're sensitive to the needs of others. You know, we're in a world and that goes back to these loud voices and the distractions. And that's why the enemy is so effective in creating these distractions through we're in a hurry. We're on social media. We're on the phone. We don't have time to notice people. It's so simple and we overcomplicate it. Notice people, ask God to give you the sensitivity to see others around you and meet those needs accordingly. And don't question when he prompts you. Amen. Amen. And that's exactly how we live a life on mission, right? Right. I mean, you don't have to be classified as a missionary to live a life on mission. All you have to be is a Christian, a follower of Christ. And to, and to be a disciple of his learning how he loved people just where they were. That's right. And and that's what he asks us to do as well, is just to, to love them where they are. That's right. I love that. I love that. Oh, that's so good. So what you have already given us so many cups of wisdom, so many amazing nuggets, and I'm so grateful for them, but I'm going to ask you for one more. Sure. Uh, I'd love to have you speak to a listener who might be struggling and living this life on mission and what mm-hmm. words of encouragement or even maybe a scripture could you tell her to hold on tight to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. And and I think it goes back to, you know, what I was just saying earlier of begin where you are, mm-hmm. begin in your home, begin with those closest to you and Begin with that abiding relationship with Christ, because when we're operating out of the overflow of an abiding relationship with Christ, we don't have to go looking for that life on mission, that that purposeful ministry, because that overflow is the ministry and how we're interacting with each other on a daily basis. And, you know, you start with if, if you are in a position where you do have a home and a family and you have others that are under your care, you know, I would lead them back to Deuteronomy 6. Because it's just so simple of just live life in such a way that that creates the culture in your home where you, everything that you do is centered around the Lord. And, you know, it it talks very clearly about, you know, teach them along the way as you're going along the road, as you lie down, as you get up, it becomes a part of the culture in your home. And you don't even necessarily have to have children for that, that anybody that you are interacting with, because we all have relationship, we all have people in our lives. And you can still live out that Deuteronomy 6 
in your sphere of influence and in the atmosphere that you create and the way that you go about and you interact with people. And so I would say to these people who are struggling in this and you're trying to, okay, what's my ministry? What's my gifting? What? Just look at what you have in front of you today. Look at the people that you are able to influence, whether they're in passing or whether they are established relationships. You have the ability to interact with others in such a way that, quite frankly, you may be the only Jesus that they see today or at all. Mm. And so seize those moments by just being ready to operate from that place of overflow, the love that Christ pours into you on a regular basis through that abiding relationship and pour that out onto others. And that is your life on mission. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you, Summer. I am so, so grateful you chose to come on today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It was such a blessing. Okay, friends, I want you to give Summer some love. So Summer, if you would share with us, how can our listeners find out where you are and interact with you? Absolutely. I love to hang out on Instagram and you can find me very simply at Summer Colbert. And then I have a Facebook community that is called the Ahava community. And interestingly enough, why the reason why it's called Ahava, that's a very unique word that most people are not familiar with, but it's actually the Hebrew word for love. And the root of that word is actually the word ahav, which means to give. And so it ties back to what I was just sharing through all of our conversation to show love is to give. Mm. And so that's the heart of the community and what I do. And it's actually the name of my ministry, Ahava in Our Hearts Ministry. And so you can interact with me throughout that community. You can join on Facebook. And then I have a website, summercolbert.com. And then, of course, you can listen in every week on the Love Where You Are podcast. Fantastic. And friends, we will have every one of these links in our notes for this podcast. Okay. So you can just click on that link and be, um, and go over to Summer's space so you can give her some love and show her some love. So Summer, thank you so much for coming on today. I really, I mean, you had so many great, great nuggets that I hope our listeners grasp and, and use within their own lives as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I have enjoyed it just immensely and I'm grateful for what you're doing and just blessings to all of you who are listening. God is good. He is all the time. Mm -hmm. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining me today. I had so much fun chatting with this week's guest and our chat even continued after today's episode, which means it was a really good chat. It was so much fun. Have you ever wished to hear those behind the scenes conversations? Now you can as a Patreon member of the Red River Podcast. There are three different levels of membership that give you backstage content and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about these three levels and how they benefit you, check it out. There's a link in our show notes today for the Patreon membership for the Red River Podcast. As always, I want to encourage you, if you found today's episode useful and you are thinking about someone who might need to hear it, then share the wealth. Yep, maybe that's one way God is asking you to live this missional lifestyle by telling someone else about the episode. Maybe there's not somebody on your thoughts right now who needs to hear it, but yet you enjoy today's episode so much you want somebody to know about it. Well, I want to encourage you to leave a review only takes just a couple of sentences, but it's because of your review, others listen. That's right. They read those reviews and they that helps them decide whether or not they want to tune in 
Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I want to continue encouraging you to live a life on mission as just an everyday child of the King.